you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 330 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, we are talking about just a wonderful weekend of A's baseball as they swept the Texas Rangers. What a time to be alive. Uh, We're going to go over that. We're going to go over the impact that the big three trade acquisitions have made at the plate for the Oakland A's. I got some stats on that. I'm talking a little bit about uh, the, the Red Sox downfall from grace because it's been beautiful. And then also we've got Westwatch. Of course, we're doing wild, wild Westwatch. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before I get into anything, you can also join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on the Locked On MLB podcast for a unique look at the majors both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts like myself. He likes talking about it the A's, so I've made a few appearances this season, and uh, it's always a good time talking to Sully. And to hear those conversations, all you got to do is subscribe to the Locked On MLB podcast today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You guys can also subscribe to this podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you're currently listening to this podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And also one quick note, I've teased that the YouTube page is coming and it is. And I probably could start it this week, but I'm going to be out of town. So it's not going to be a great week for me to start it. So expect that in a week. We will have a YouTube page and once it gets a, if once I get content like a video up there expect to see that on Twitter a whole bunch because I'm going to be plugging the absolute crap out of that YouTube page should be a lot of fun you get to see this face kind of looking at the camera every now and then and uh, see all the crazy hand motions that I make on a day-to-day basis when nobody's actually watching I'm gonna have to get rid of those because I'm gonna look insane but make sure to subscribe to the show whenever you see me post that link um, and and yeah, all the rest of that stuff that I also said. But let's talk about the A's 6-3 win over the Texas Rangers. You'll love to see it. James Caprillion came back from the IL. He missed a start, and he was absolutely fine. After just, you know, just a week on the IL, he was doing okay. Was it a phantom IL stunt? I don't know, but he pitched like it was. Uh, He went six innings, gave up three hits, gave up two earned runs, walked two, struck out four. He threw 84 pitches. He probably could have gone deeper, but this is the most innings that he's ever pitched in in a professional season, so... They've got to be a little bit careful with him because uh, if he does actually go down for an extended period of time or isn't unable to pitch in the playoffs, I'd like the A's chances a little bit less because a lot of what they're doing is currently built around the starting rotation, which has been amazing since the All-Star break has been amazing. Second best rotation in baseball. No, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> not, 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 not just the rotation. Second best pitching staff 
in all of baseball since the All-Star break. They've got like a 292 ERA. It's just a, a hair below or a hair above, I guess, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. And the Brewers got some legitimate aces and some horses in their bullpen. And the A's are just keeping pace with them. And if you look at the FIP totals, uh, yeah, the A's have actually been better than the the, the Milwaukee Brewers, who everybody likes to talk about. The A's have the best pitching staff in the majors since the All-Star break. I know, small sample size. It's been almost a month, though. It's been almost a month, and they've been absolutely fantastic. So good job to everybody involved, I guess. <laughs> it's, it just score some runs, and then they can win some games. That's that's all that I'm hoping for. So James Caprillian was fantastic, but uh, the, the guy that obviously steals the show every game that he plays, which has been all of them since he's been, become a member of the Oakland A's, and that is Starling Friggin' Marte. Uh, he went four for five. He could not go five for five because he didn't get a hit in his last at-bat. He had four singles in this game. He stole a base, of course. The umpires tried to make it look like he didn't steal a base, and then they went to review, and they were like, no, we're bad. Starling Marte always steals bases. <laughs> You're right. Uh, and then they, they tried to... Uh, messed up a play. I almost uh, cursed right there. They almost messed up a play at home plate later with Josh Harrison. He scored and like obviously scored. And they were like, uh, you guys sure that that, that was called an out? Let's go back to replay. These won two replay reviews in one inning. Things are changing, you guys. And uh, I'll, I'll talk about the three new additions and the, the new life that the A's seem to have on offense in the second half here, but or in the second segment. But let's let's keep going with Starling Marte for just one second here. He went four for five, stolen base, RBI, one run scored, and he has the most wins above replacement. Fangraphs wins above replacement, not baseball reference, but F-War. He has the most F-War in baseball in the month of August. Has it been eight days? Yes. Have the A's played like six of those days? Yes, but he has the most. And I think that that is important because uh, some people were making fun of the A's GM forced uh, for saying that the A's got the best hitter on the market and uh, the best player on the market and blah, 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 blah. They're like, yeah, I mean, you got to say that because he's coming to your team. But uh, he has been so far. He has been amazing. You know what Adam Frazier has been doing for the Padres? Jack squat. He's hitting under 200. You know how many people wanted Adam Frazier? I said he wouldn't be good. He hasn't been good for a week and now he's terrible. I was right. And that's all. <laughs> uh, no, Starling Marte has been absolutely fantastic. I did not know that uh, the A's could go after him and they did. And it feels like he could be a legitimate difference maker the last two months of the season and hopefully into October. And we'll be talking about October here in the third segment for a long, long time. Uh, and I'm, I'll go into uh, th these guys a little bit more in detail. But Josh Harrison in this specific game went two for four with a stolen base. And I only bring that up because he had a stolen base. How many bases do the A's steal on a regular basis? Not very much. And since these guys have been added to the lineup, it feels like the A's are just moving when they when they see something that the pitcher's not doing or that they that the, the catcher has a spaghetti noodle arm, they're like, I'm just going to run. Screw it. What? Why not? And you saw, uh, you know, Mark Canna and Ramon Laureano do this early in the season went against like specific catchers and pitchers, but um, it feels like these two guys are doing it just uh, kind of whenever they want because they're better and more accomplished base stealers. And you love to see it. I think that it adds another great dimension to the A's lineup. Uh, and 
one thing that I got to say is a nice added dimension to the lineup. And it's mostly in this regard, uh, Starling Marte being the two hole hitter for the Oakland A's, but Starling Marte and Mark Canna, they reached base seven times in this game, seven times in this game. And, uh, that's, that's setting the table for the big boppers behind you. Matt Olson didn't do much behind him, but uh, he, he had his chances. And then you got Jed Lowry. You, getting those, if you have first and second every time with nobody out or, you know, however the, the situation plays out, you're going to be able to score runs at some point in that game if, you know, these guys are doing this on a very consistent basis. And uh, so far they've been doing it and their track record seems like they should be able to keep something similar to this up. So uh, you got to like where the A's offense is headed and maybe, maybe you, you get a little bit excited about things on the horizon. But uh, for the for the entire series, the A's outscored Texas 22 to 7. The A's averaged, I know that they scored 12 runs in one game, but they averaged seven runs a game in this series. You love to see it. It was just a, a fun, fun time. And uh, it didn't feel like there was a lot of challenged leads that the A's we're, we're having to deal with. The A's were up three to one after the first, and you're like, all right, well, this feels okay. And then uh, they, they pull away and then they give up a run. You know, Yuzma Repetit gave up that home run a little bit later in the game on Sunday. But, uh, the, the, and then on uh, Saturday, you had Cole Irvin give up two runs in the first, and then the A's just absolutely opened the floodgates. And it's been nice for my heart to just relax a little bit because there has not been a safe lead in Oakland in a month and a half up until the trade deadline. So it has been very, very nice. I love these additions and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do the rest of the way because it feels like something's changed. And is it enough to overtake the Astros in a head-to-head -head battle? That would be nice, but we're not going to be able to find out until the very end of the season because the final two weekends are against the Houston Astros. And then you also got some Mariners games in there too. So it should be fun. Um, if the A's are close and if they have a lead, then they got some leeway, but if they need to get some wins, are they going to be good enough? That's going to be a big question, but that's a, that's a question for two months from now, Jason. Uh, we will not go over that. Instead, we are going over what's happening right now with the A's three big additions at the trade deadline. I'm talking about that coming up in just a second. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Tired of getting killed by daily fantasy sports experts? Don't play experts. Play the house with Stat Hero. Introducing Stat Hero. It is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head -head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage and Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. I've played other, you know, daily fantasy and sometimes uh, I'm like, oh, I got this sneaky pick because they're really, really good against this particular pitcher. And then everybody else has that same player. And then you're just kind of hoping that they do something because you got to keep pace with the Joneses. So with Stat Hero, you're in total control and Stat Hero is DFS the way that it was meant to be one-on-one. -on -one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now 
you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That is unheard of. So go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts, like where you're listening to this currently, and also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's just real quick talk about the big three trade acquisitions that the A's made uh, at the deadline. And then I'm going to talk about just the importance of Boston not being good anymore because it's it's good. And I know that it's like right there in front of your face, but um, I don't know that a lot of people are like getting the magnitude of Boston falling back to the pack. So uh, I'm going to go over that here in just one second. But let's talk about Starling Marte because he's he's amazing. And I love watching him play baseball. He had that nice catch up against the wall. It wouldn't have been a homer. It was up against the jagged edge, but he made the catch and it looked really pretty. So you like seeing him just make nice defensive plays. And that's why he has the most wins above replacement in the month of August. So uh, yeah, he's been... He's been a really, really good player for the Oakland A's. And it's he's exactly what the A's have needed. And I know that he's not going to keep hitting like he has been because, uh, I, I mean, maybe he can because it's a really small sample size. You've seen guys hit over 400 for two months. Maybe he can do it. Maybe he's reinvigorated and he's like, yeah, I love this team. Let's go win a World Series. But chances are that he's not going to keep hitting 425 because... Uh, <laughs> I, I just don't know that guys do that anymore. There will be an adjustment period, and hopefully uh, we see him, you know, still hit like 290, 300, somewhere in there like he was. But uh, 425, probably not going to keep that up. But he has been a fantastic acquisition, and uh, 425 batting average, 465 on base. He's got like three walks. And then he has a 1090 OPS, and he's just been everything that the A's could have ever hoped for. And oh boy, do I hope they re-sign him. I know they're not going to, but I want to wish upon a star. And maybe when I go to Disneyland next month, I'll throw like a quarter, a whole quarter into the fountain and uh, make a wish in their magical fountain because uh, I like doing that. It's fun, usually with pennies, but this one, this one's serious. So I want it to, I want to use a quarter. <laughs> but moving on from his stat line, you got Josh Harrison, who's been really good. He's been an upgrade for the A's. He's playing just slightly, just slightly below what he was doing over the course of the season with the Washington Nationals, but it's almost negligible. It doesn't really matter. He's hitting 280, so he's doing fine. He's got a 308 on base and a 708 OPS. He has two stolen bases in 25 at-bats. He, he's just bringing that extra layer to the A's offense and not just with the bat, but once he gets on the bases, he's also doing things. And I know that two stolen bases isn't a huge amount of stolen bases. It's like, ooh, two stolen bases in a week. That's amazing. It's not, you know, like a Starling Marte's five or seven. Sorry, he's got seven stolen bases in like a week and a half with the A's. But uh, his two in 25 at-bats is a... Uh, uh, noticeable for me because he had five in all of his time with Washington this season, and that was in 320 at-bats. So uh, uh, on a rate basis, yeah, he's running a lot more, and that's really, really cool. Maybe they want him to keep running, and uh, I hope that they do because that would be fantastic. And then we got Jan Gomes over here. He's hitting 294. 
He has not drawn a walk, so he's hitting 294 with a 294 on base percentage, but he's got a 1,000 OPS. And the reason I want to talk about Jan Gomes is he hasn't been great. I mean, he's been good. He's he's hit 294, and he's got five hits in like 17 at-bats. So, yeah, that's a pretty good small sample size output right there. You like to see that. But what I want to draw attention to, he has two home runs, which is good, and Guys do that all the time. They can hit two home runs in a week. That's no biggie. But he's got eight runs batted in. He has five hits, eight RBI. You know what that means? He's coming through in big spots for the A's. And we saw it in the the A's eventual walk-off win against the Padres. We've seen him do it in big spots just consistently. It feels like all five of those hits have been run-scoring hits. Just a quick behind the curtain. And because I said that, I went and looked it up. All five of his hits have scored runs. I've got them written down for you guys. Against the Angels last Sunday, he hit that two-run homer, and then he also had an RBI single. Against the Padres, he had that RBI single that was a big momentum shift for the A's. And then uh, against Texas on Sunday, he had a double that scored a run, and then he also hit that three-run homer. So yes, in fact, all five of his hits have scored runs, and And uh, I like that. The A's needed some guys that would score runs or bring runners in with runners in scoring position. And Jan Gomes is doing just that, like only that. That's all that he's done. And uh, you'll love to see that. So Jan Gomes has been absolutely uh, amazing for the A's. And sure, he's the backup catcher or he's the platoon catcher, but he's he's coming through in spots when the A's need him. And you love to see that. But before I get into the Wild Wild West watch in the third segment, I just want to talk real quick about the Boston Red Sox because they suck now and it is amazing to watch um not a fan of boston boston sports boston people uh, they're probably fine i don't i haven't been to boston but judging by the way that they root for like the patriots and any other team that's rooted in boston like the red sox um yeah i don't think that i like the people so anyways <laughs> just throwing shots that's not what we're talking about here we are talking about the importance of this skid though because uh for you know two weeks ago it was the a's and the, and the rays those were the two wild card teams and then the rays and red sox played a series last weekend the Rays overtook them because they swept the Red Sox. And uh, then it was the A's and the Red Sox. And it was like, okay, well, the Red Sox are up by three games over the A's. Maybe they can get into that first wild card spot, get a home game in that wild card game if the A's, in fact, are the second or are a wild card team. And uh, now it's like, hey, they're tied. And I'll get into that and how that happened in the third segment. But they are now tied after one week. And the Red Sox are in absolute free fall right now. Since July 27th, this is almost two weeks ago now, they have won three baseball games. And July 27th, they were they had their game postponed against the Toronto Blue Jays. They played a doubleheader the next day. They split that series. They split that doubleheader. So they split. They got a win on a split doubleheader, and then they lost two out of three to the Detroit Tigers. And uh, that's the Detroit Tigers, who they should be beating if they have you know hopes for, of making the postseason. Uh, in the meantime, they've also been swept by the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, and then they lost three out of four to the Toronto Blue Jays. And the way that they got a win in that series, another split double header. So that is how the, the Red Sox have been going right now. They've won two games in double headers and then beat the Tigers once. And uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting road forward for them. Uh, I'll go over their schedule coming up. But with them falling back to the pack, that means that there are now legitimately 
two wildcard spots open for arguably four teams. And are the Red Sox going to be like one of the actual contenders? Is it going to be two wildcard spots for three teams between the A's, Yankees, and Blue Jays? Um, it, it's getting close. We'll see what happens. And maybe the Mariners make a push because they've got some uh, games against these teams as well. But um, it, it's going to be a lot more intriguing than I thought it was. It, it's better than having three teams for one spot. It's now four teams for two spots, which doesn't necessarily make it. It ups the A's chances of making the postseason is what I'm more excited about. And uh, the A's also have the upper hand right now, which makes it a little bit better. The A's have one less uh, loss in the loss column. Uh, they also have one less win in the win column, but uh, the A's are a percentage points above the Boston Red Sox. So technically they're already the first wild card spot, but uh, for all intents and purposes, they're they're tied. So it, it doesn't necessarily matter until uh, those games get figured out along the way. But uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And uh, I think that the race just got a lot more favorable for the A's just because uh, more spots are open. Now they have two chances to make the, the wild card game or maybe even push for the, uh, the AL West. So uh, let's see how the Astros did this weekend. You're going to want to hear it. So stay locked in with Locked on A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy, and that is Built Bar, my friends. And Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. And if you go to their website right now, they have one special flavor. It's Rocky Road. And if you if you ask me what kind of ice cream cake I had for my birthday this year, I know that I'm in my 30s. But if you ask me what kind of birthday cake I had, it was Rocky Road. You know who's excited about this Rocky Road Built Bar? This guy, Jason Berg. I'm over here very excited about Rocky Road because I've, I'm familiar with the Built Bar selection. They've got Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Brownie, Double Chocolate. They've got these great flavors. They're jam-packed with protein, and I love that about them. You get 17 to 18 grams of protein. You get calories ranging from 130 to 180 is a bar, 4 or 5 grams of sugar, only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. These are all amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. And now I get to have one of my favorite flavors in the world in Rocky Road. So if you want to go get a Rocky Road or, you know, some of the other flavors that I uh, that I just mentioned. All you got to do is go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The trade deadline is in the rearview mirror, and now we are focused on the postseason, and you can track all of the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, the NFL, which is also starting up in just a minute, and then you have all of your UFC or MMA action covered at BetOnline. And the NFL preseason starts next weekend, so if you want to place a bet, you know where to go. That is over to Bet Online, and you can use your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs in the playoffs. You know there's some fine-tuning to do on the A's roster, and they are doing it, and I am getting very excited. So you should head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you can. Uh, I always love reading the reviews, seeing nice things written about the show because I do love pr- uh, putting this on for you guys, and it's a it's a good good time. And if you also if you like this show, we do have some other shows that you may be interested in. And if you like winning money, betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Also, make sure to follow this podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at Gmail. So let's get into the wild, wild West talk, because this is where I I had a great weekend. The A's won all their games, so any all, anything that happened was going to be good news for the Oakland A's, and it sure as hell was on Sunday. The Houston Astros lost three out of four games at home to the Minnesota Twins. You remember the Minnesota Twins? They used to have like players. They used to have like Jose Barrios and Nelson Cruz, and now they don't. And the Houston Astros lost three out of four to them. And on Sunday, Kenta Maeda, you remember that wacky game that extended the A's winning streak uh, in in Oakland? Uh, I forget which. Kenta Maeda started that game is all I'm saying. It was him and Frankie Montas, and they, they were both out. They allowed like seven runs each in like the first two innings. It was a wild, wild game. That guy, that same Kenta Maeda shut down well, not necessarily. He limited the damage that the Houston Astros offense could do in this game. He outdueled the ace of that staff in Lance McCullers, who just in his last start earlier in the week shut down the Los Angeles Dodgers in Dodger Stadium. He was just overcome by the Minnesota Twins offense. And that is uh, that is a sight to see, you guys. Uh, it was M- McCullers went four and two thirds innings. He gave up like four runs. And then it was Phil Maton who went two thirds of an inning. He got the last out in McCullers inning. And then he started his own inning and everything fell apart because he, uh, he, he allowed three runs. And that was on a Jorge Polanco three run home run in the fifth inning. Yes, in the fifth inning, sixth inning, sixth inning, and uh, that was that was pretty much all she wrote for the for the Houston Astros in this game. Rafael Montero, uh, who was a recent acquisition from Seattle, he was in the Seattle deal where they got uh, Kendall Graveman as well. Um, so now he's on the Houston Astros, and he left the game due to injury. He pitched like one and two thirds innings. We don't know what his timeline timeline is just yet, but Michael Brantley also left this game after the first inning. He collided with Andrelton Simmons over at second base, and uh, we don't know what his timeline is, but those are uh, those are injuries for this team that is very, very injured right now. So we'll see how they do right now. Uh, also, how how hurt are the Houston Astros right now? Jacob Wilson, who the A's, the 31-year-old rookie that the A's had just, you know, like a month ago, and then they DFA'd him at the end of the, July. Yeah, he is currently with the Houston Astros. He got a start in this game on Sunday, his first start with the Houston Astros. And congrats to him. He went 0 for 3, but congrats to him. Uh, Please don't do anything of meaning, you know, do, do stuff in like blowouts. I I'm rooting for you, but you're now on the, the bad team and we don't want you to do too well in big spots. So just make, do, get a bunch of hits, but don't get driven in, I guess is all I'm saying, or don't drive anybody in. <laughs> 
hit like 800, but have zero RBIs and zero runs scored. That's all I'm asking. It's a, it's a small ask for Jacob Wilson. Um, and then they also have uh, Yuli Gurriel currently on the IL. He went on the IL this weekend. And uh, Alex Bregman, bit of bright news, I guess. He might be coming back soon, but we don't know when that is yet. So, uh, yeah, the A's after the the series that they had against Texas and then the Houston series against Minnesota, uh, the A's are now two games back of the Houston Astros in the AL West. You love to see that they're they're gaining ground. It was five and a half just like a few days ago, and now it's two. So let's see what happens. And I know that I'm excited right now, but the A's hard part of the schedule is coming up in the second half of this month. The Houston Astros schedule should be, it, and this is the easy part of their schedule. They just lost three out of four, but uh, it does get easier again because the, they're, they're going to be welcoming the Colorado Rockies for two games in the middle of this week on Tuesday and Wednesday. So that's uh, that's what's coming up for them. But let's move on to another team that had a terrible weekend, and I love to hear it, and that is the Boston Red Sox. They lost on Sunday in just... Oh man, they're just finding new ways to lose, and it is super fun to watch. They lost this one nine to eight, but what a way to lose! They were up seven to two after four, and then uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit a two-run homer in like the fifth, so that was yay, that was cool. And then in the seventh and eighth innings, the Boston Red Sox bullpen gave up five runs, and the Toronto Blue Jays didn't even need their at bats in the bottom of the ninth. That's how uh, they're they're a scary team. They are a very very scary team. And I talked about them last week, but George Springer was the guy that hit a three-run homer in the bottom of the eighth, and that ended up being the game winner because that put them up nine to eight, and that's all that they needed was just that one extra run over the Red Sox. So um, Matt Barnes, not doing great. He pitched three times in two days because of that doubleheader on Saturday. And in those three outings, he went one and a third innings pitched, gave up three earned runs. One of those was, I believe, I, I haven't double checked this, but I know how the game ended. And I assumed that he ended the game. Uh, it was a solo home run to Marcus Simeon. So he's he's doing good things for the A's, even in a Toronto uniform. So good job, Marcus. Um, and so Matt Barnes, uh, not doing great in, in this three games. He pitched in three games and got a loss in two of them and a win in one. So uh, that's that's one way to do it, I suppose. He went one and two this weekend, and the Red Sox just are not very good. They went one and three. Um, and Hunjun Ryu, he went three and two-thirds innings pitched in this game, gave up 10 hits, seven earned runs, walked one, struck out one, and the Toronto Blue Jays still came back and won this game. They're, they're a fun team. I know that they're scary because they're coming up on the A's and all that stuff, but they're a fun, fun team. Uh, one bit of good news for the Boston Red Sox is that they, uh, they do have Chris Sale coming back, but we'll see what happens with him, I guess. I believe he's going to start uh, Saturday, if I did the math right. I'm not positive on that. It might be like Wednesday. I Check your local listings. <laughs> but coming up for the Boston Red Sox, they are off on Monday. Most of the teams are off on Wednesday or on Monday uh, this week. And then they got three at home against the Tampa Bay Rays, who just swept them. And I know that the Rays are a lot scarier to AL East opponents at home, but uh, let's see what they can do on the road, because uh, I could I could use some more wins from the Rays in this regard. So, uh, but moving on to just Toronto real quick, I, we already just re, we just recapped the game. So uh, their schedule coming up, they're off Monday, and then they have four games against the Angels in three days. Uh, they're going to be going to Los Angeles to face the Angels. So go Angels, I guess, just because they're eight games back. And uh, I don't think that they're going to be relevant. So 
get some, get some leeway for your boys is, is kind of my hope here. Uh, but let's move on to the Yankees and Seattle series. The Yankees took the first three of this one, and then they dropped the finale to the Seattle Mariners, uh, losing two to nothing against Seattle. Uh, they were shut down by Yusei Kikuchi, who went five innings, gave up four hits, uh, walked three, struck out six. And then, uh, yeah, the, the Mariner bullpen has been pretty good this entire the entire series. They were good. They were just put in very, very crappy situations with very little leeway. The the Mariners lost two one-run games in this series and then one two-run game. So they were all very, very closely contested games. And usually, and I think it was the Friday game, uh, the Mariners had a one to nothing lead and you're like, oh, that's not going to last. And then it didn't. Then they lost by like two. But um, yeah, they, they played the Yankees very close, but they don't have the, quite the same potency that the Yankees do in their lineup. But uh, the Mariners, for playing them this close and being not necessarily ready in their window yet. Um, it, while the Yankees are going all in and trying to get ahead of steam going towards the postseason, uh, very nice performance by the Mariners. I know that they dropped a little bit in the standings, but they're going to be a very, very scary team. They held this Yankees offense down for most of this series. So uh, you'll love to see that. But a couple of quick Yankee notes here. Gleyber Torres went three for four and is batting 300 with a 337 on base and an 837 OPS since the All-Star break. So he's kind of coming around a little bit. And if he can sustain that, then maybe the, the offense keeps going a little bit more. They've also, you know, made some additions uh, that have helped supplement that offense because their offense has not been great. But uh, one of those additions, Anthony Rizzo, was placed on the COVID IL on Sunday. So we don't know how long he's going to be out. And then uh, let's just touch real quick on their upcoming schedule they do play on monday they're playing monday through wednesday at kansas city go royals just big go royals i'm really really rooting for them and then they have a really weird schedule this week they, they got the three against the royals then they play thursday in chicago against the white Sox. then they don't play friday and then they play Saturday and Sunday against the White Sox. So big fan of the Midwest teams. We we love talking about the Midwest teams here on Locked On A's. Uh, so go Royals, go White Sox. Just kick kick them out of the playoffs. That'd be great. Uh, but just touching on Seattle real quick. They lost those you know really close games. I liked what I saw from the box scores and all that stuff. And one thing that I did notice in the box score on Sunday, Jared Kalanick, you know the hotshot rookie, one of the I think believe the best prospect in baseball. Uh, he was moved to the five hole on Sunday. Whether or not that's going to stick, I'm not sure. But he has been hitting closer to 200 over since the All Star break and. I know that that's still not great, but he's picking it up. And they don't have a lot of big mashers in this lineup. So for him to be hitting fifth, let's see what happens here. I, I like the move. He went over, or uh, sorry, one for four in the game. But yeah, I mean, let's see what he's made out of. I, I'm very excited to see what the hell Seattle's up to over the next couple of years. But uh, one other standout from this game, Paul Seawald. I know a lot has been made about the the Mariners trading Kendall Graven, but Abraham Toro has been fantastic for them since joining um, that since joining Seattle and Paul Seawald has been a very good reliever the entire season. He went one and two thirds innings pitched in this game, allowed zero hits, zero runs, struck out four and he only faced five batters. So four of the five guys that he faced, he just K'd in Yankee Stadium. You love to see that from guys that you haven't heard of before. 
Go Paul Seawald. I like it. Uh, coming up for the Mariners, they are off on Monday because everybody is off on Monday, which makes programming for tomorrow very, very difficult. There's no game. There's going to be no West Watch. I don't know what to talk about. I'll figure it out. I don't know. But uh, on Tuesday, uh, starting on Tuesday, they got three against Texas at home. And then Friday through Sunday, they're going to be facing the Toronto Blue Jays in Seattle. That's going to be a good series. Go Seattle, I believe, in that one, just because the, the Blue Jays are closer. That's how I go. Who's further away? I want them to win more games. That's that's how I'm doing things with the, the West to watch this year. So before I get out of here, here is where everybody stands in the standings. You know, that's why they call it that. Uh, Houston is two games above the A's in the AL West. The A's are tied with Boston for the first and second wild card, uh, you know, for all intents and purposes. And then behind both of those teams for the second wild card spot, you got the Yankees at two and a half back, the Blue Jays at three back, and then the Mariners at five back. So it's a very, very interesting race on a couple of fronts for the A's. The one thing that they can do to just keep progressing and getting a better chance of making the postseason, win some games, keep winning games, especially this week, because they got three against the Cleveland uh, Guardians, and then they got three more against the Texas Rangers. So just keep winning games. Win all six of these games. I don't care. Win all six of these, and then you get you get a little bit more leeway for the second half of this month because it's going to be a lot of fun. They, they're facing the White Sox to start next week. So that's going to be a good, good series. Can't wait. And that'll be a nice litmus test for the A's, and we'll be able to see who this team actually is. Since the trade deadline, they've Split a series with the San Diego Padres who didn't have Fernando Tatis. Okay, sure, whatever. And they had to come back in dramatic fashion to do that. And they've beaten the the Angels. They've beaten the, the Rangers. They haven't beaten, like, big, big teams yet. So the White Sox, that'll be a good, good litmus test. We'll see where the A's are actually at heading into the postseason. And maybe they'll crush our hopes. We'll see. But uh, I'm excited about that series, uh, even though I probably shouldn't be. But we're going to find out who the Oakland A's actually are next week, I believe. So uh, that's all that I got for you guys today, though. Uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. But uh, until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.